Hey everyone, Dr. Laura Jaggett here. Hello and thank you for listening to this episode of the How to Life podcast. I am so glad you're here today to listen to episode 91. I get to interview some really wonderful people and talk about some quality topics about how to make the most of your adult life. And an area of adulthood that tends to plague so many of us is giving up on our dreams because of fear and self-doubt. Those two things derail many from living the life they want to live. If you want what you want, then you have to keep that focus. Having an escape plan in case it doesn't pan out is not going to benefit you. Why? Because it's too good an excuse to bail out. Gabby Braddock is here today to talk about how to position yourself to succeed in your goals. Sometimes you need an outsider's perspective to show you that you really are doing great. Gabby is the CEO of No Plan B Consulting. She talks about her own path of success and how she now helps others stick to their plan and see it through. Whether you have a business that you want to succeed in or a personal goal that you want to reach, Gabby Braddock will convince you to stick to plan A. Hi, Gabby. Welcome to the How to Life podcast. Thank you very much for showing up today to talk to us. Thank you so much for having me. I am so looking forward to our conversation. Gabby, how old are you right now? 26. 26 years old, and you've done some big things in your life so far. So I think that you're a very good voice for my audience. We're going to talk about you, what you've done so far, and the businesses that you have. Before we start, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you do. For sure. So my name is Gabriella Braddock. You can call me Gabby. I am a consultant and a fractional COO for female found startups who are starting from ground zero and going up from there. I also have the first business that I built, which is the Vault Music Studio here in Northern New Jersey alongside my husband. That was my first COO role. And I killed it and have been killing it since then. We've been open for over four years and my background is within accounting. So I have a few degrees. I have three. I have my associates in hospitality management, and then I have my bachelor's and master's in just general accounting. You also have some kids there too. Yes. Yes. My son, Elijah is going to be a year old, November 4th. We are so excited. And my daughter will be three in January. Okay. You've made some pretty big decisions and some big, bold moves in your young life. How did you do that? When did you get married? First of all, let's start with that. Yeah. So I got married actually in 2018. We already had our daughter by then. She was nine months old. And so when I was 23, I looked at my husband. I decided to turn down a job to join a big four accounting firm. So I said, you know what, are we going to do this now or when are we going to do this? Because I'd rather us start our family and build as we're building our businesses at the same time. I saw a lot of amazing, successful women that the transition into motherhood was hard for them once they already had their career full blown. No one really tells you about when it comes to motherhood. So I'm very, very happy that I decided to give birth essentially eight months after I graduated with my master. And we decided to go full force into building our music studio from there on out. Was motherhood always part of the plan for you? Did you embrace it? 
Yes. So motherhood was always a part of the plan ever since I was young. My mother had us when we were young and it gave me a kind of experience growing up that I felt like I was a part of a team, of a growing team. So it just became part of your plan A. You were going to school, getting your master's degree, and that was a plan A. Then motherhood came along and you just incorporated that into plan A. Exactly. Allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom for a while while I built the businesses. So my transition into motherhood was, for the most part, a smooth transition. Did you always intend to be an entrepreneur, to stay at home and work from home? I don't have anyone in my family that's an entrepreneur and neither does my husband. So I never saw this and I never knew what it would look like. So I definitely would say that it was never a part of my plan growing up because it was never an option. They never give you the option of owning your own business, of of being an entrepreneur, at least, you know, when I was younger, it was, all right, you're going to be an accountant, you're going to be a lawyer. And I didn't understand until I was older that the mission that I have simply cannot be under someone else's umbrella. It has to be under my own umbrella. Was that influenced a bit by the fact that you were a very young mother? Plan A is this little baby and I'm going to make money around that. Is that how that came about? No, we already had the business already. So we just wanted to start our family at that time. You know, some people think just because you're an entrepreneur, sometimes they don't believe that you have a career. You know, it's like, oh, well, that's just your business. But inspiring, leading and educating women is my career. And I love doing it. So I love my kids, but I love both at the same time. And you love your music business as well. How did you and your husband decide to do that? Yeah. So when I met my husband, he was already an audio engineer and a producer. So he was doing it out of his home, out of his bedroom. And when I met him, I walked into this little setup he had in his bedroom. And I was like, wait, do you not understand the gold mine that you're sitting on? Even from the beginning, he had very consistent clients. There were a lot of things that I helped him implement even out of that room. And then as he graduated, he actually moved into a nine to five for about six months. And it was supposed to be aligned with what his degree was in. And he absolutely hated it. And I crunched numbers for him. And I said, you can literally make the same working for yourself. Let's do this. So that summer in, I think it was 2017, he went and he found a space And then we went from there. So he now is signed to multiple labels underneath being a a lo-fi producer. He's a mixing engineer and an audio engineer. And we have our team here. So that was, if anything, that was always his plan A. I'm kind of like a no BS kind of girl. So if I step in and I see greatness, I'm going to let you know that I see greatness and I'm going to hold you to that level. I do not want you to do anything else than what you are destined for. So I stumbled into the music because of my husband and his love for it. And his love made me love it. And then he allowed me to do it all. So I loved it. This is a good segue into these next couple of questions I have. So you've always been a goal getter. That's just your personality. And yes, I did use the term goal getter. I love it. That's (laughs) what you are. Your husband did have a plan A. He may have wavered a little bit and you stepped in there and showed him where he could be. You had the numbers to back it up. What does it take to see your plan A through? It takes a lot of rain. It takes a lot of tornadoes and tsunamis. As me and my husband have found out through COVID, that was a monkey wrench thrown in that neither of us expected and the entire world didn't either. So in order to see it through, you have to have this unwavering 
confidence. You can be skilled. You can have education. You can even have money to back your plan A. But if you don't have the confidence to be able to see it through anything that happens, it's not going to happen the way that you intended it to. You're going to most likely still fall and falter to the opinions of others. And you're going to find yourself where you didn't want to end up. So you need to have unwavering confidence. You can have every certification. You can have, like I said, the backing investors. But if you aren't sure of what you're doing and you're not confident in steering the ship, it's going to go wherever the storm brings it. Well, you're selling me on just sticking to your plan A. (laughs) But there's a lot of people who have a plan B and a plan C. Why is that a bad idea in, in your opinion and the way you operate? So I'm sure that everyone has heard within personal development and and personal growth that everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. But plan A is your mission. Like this is a mission and you can't run multiple missions at the same time. It's almost impossible. So I grew up playing soccer and I grew up in a team environment. If we have a play that we're running, it has to be one play and everyone has to be communicated about the play. You can't have three different ones run at the same time doesn't make sense. It's chaos. And that's exactly the same thing that I see in the people that I meet that have multiple things that they have going on, multiple side gigs, multiple dreams, and they're going into all of them at the same time. And you are one person and you do only have 24 hours and so much energy. You need to spend it wisely. So I'm sure you've also heard of the quote of like, oh, if, if it was your last day and you had a thousand dollars or a million dollars left in the bank, where would you spend it? That same ideology has to move into your plan A. If it was your last year on earth, would which plan would you execute? Execute on that plan. You can't do all of them. It's going to be watered down and you're not going to show up in each of those. You're splitting your energy when you are focusing or worried about your backup plan and your backup backup plan. You can't give 100% to the thing that you really want to go. It's like you're you're lifting off the ground, but something's holding on to your leg. You're tethered and you can't really ever take off. Now, we're going to talk about the name of your coaching business, which I love the name of this business. No yeah. plan B. What are some of the pain points that you see in entrepreneurs who need a little help? So the biggest pain point, and I think all of it relates back to it, is confidence. Again, is that ego, is that voice that you have in your head or the voices that have several different names because they came from several different people in your life. The biggest pain point is not believing in yourself and then also thinking that someone else can be your savior. You are your only savior and you are the only one who can see this mission through. You can hire a team, you can bring on a coach, you can bring on whoever you want, but you still have to be sure of yourself in all of those moments. And I think that a lot of people think that if they build a team, the team can do all of it for them. That's true in a way, but you still have to be the brain behind the organizations. You can't just clock out mentally. So when you have a lack of confidence It can affect a whole organization in bad management, you know, bad execution, no implementation, no one gets anything done. And that's a lot of what I tend to see and where I step in is when the CEO is kind of feeling like stuff's hit the fan and they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. You mentioned the term fractional COO when we began. What does that mean? So it essentially means a part-time COO. So essentially, usually startups, when they hire COOs, it's in a full-time 
capacity. And that does take a good amount of investment and revenue to attribute to that COO. So for those startups who don't have all of the investment or investors backing them, a fractional COO can sit in for an hour a week to three hours a week to even more to help operations build team management um, in a part-time capacity. So the entrepreneur needs to lead, even if they feel unconfident, they have to have their vision and be able to explain it to their COO or their fractional COO or their team, anybody that's doing anything for them. How do you help people who are a little not sure of themselves? How do you help them gain that confidence? Yes. A lot of the times I like to walk them through how amazing they are. I can't even share the amount of times that someone has sat in my chair in my office, plopped down and said, I'm ready to give up. And I'm like, okay, how much are we making in revenue? And it sounds to some people, this might sound small, but they're like, I'm barely getting by and making 10,000 a year. And I'm like, but that's something that's something. It's almost starting with every block that they've put against themselves to turn it around and show them the staircase that they can build with those blocks. Because if you made 10,000, you can make 20, you can make 30, you can make 40, you can make 50. Now, if you don't have the system and the process, that's what we can definitely work on. But you've done it before, you can do it again, and we can probably multiply it. We can probably get there quicker than you expect. But since you're so stuck in your head with where am I going? What am I doing? You can't even see the first step. So I like to have people turn their issues and build a staircase out of them so we can get out of that tunnel and get out of that hole and show them how profitable their business really is. A majority of us do have profitable businesses. And we also need to stop investing in every single program out there because it's the same mentality behind having multiple plans. You can't be a part of multiple programs in the same quarter, in the same month, in the same year. You need to decide where you want to learn that year and apply yourself. I see that happening as well. They're like, I need to do so much because you enrolled in 12 programs this year, each that stretched you in 12 different directions. So really you can come in as an objective set of eyes coming in, looking at this person who has this great vision and has already created the foundation of it. And sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you don't see what you've created. You can show them let them see what they really have created, where they are going and guide them through, just like you guided your husband through. Exactly. Instead of staring at walls, I try to put up a mirror. You know, what do you see? What is the good in there? What, you know, what do you love about your business? Let's delegate and let's outsource. That's so cool, Gabby. And it sounds so fun. You're a cheerleader. I'm a cheerleader too. It's awesome to be a cheerleader. Um, How can we find you and your website and, and all you have to offer? Yes. Although I love cheerleading, I love digging my hands into the guts of the business and and working through things with them, performing some big operations behind the scenes. My Instagram is now No Plan B Consulting. And then my website is the same, noplanbconsulting.com. And that's really where you can find me. If you're local on the East Coast or regardless, I love doing monthly networking events um, to bridge people from different areas together, not only people, but amazing small business owners and entrepreneurs. So those are the main two places, my website and Instagram. So the website address is www.noplanbconsulting.com. And then the Instagram handle is just noplanbconsulting. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me in today. I feel really pumped up about my own project just talking to you. Your uh, positivity is infectious and you can back it up with so many credentials and success stories. It's really inspiring. Thank you, Gabby, for coming on today. 
Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this was an inspiring podcast about going for your dreams and sticking with it, no matter the bumps in the road. You will get there if you keep your focus on your goal. Gabby Braddock is a great source if you need a fresh set of eyes to help guide you through to breakthrough. All the links can be found at howtolife.com slash 091. Do you need some more inspiration? I recommend you listen to these shows featuring guests who also had a dream and were in for the long haul. And guess what? They succeeded. I think you'll really like episode five with self-made sound engineer Yoni Malari. He followed his calling, put one foot in front of the other, and is now the very successful owner of Green Tea Studios. And he did all of this by age 24. And he's continuing to grow even now. If you're a little older, you are never too late to shift it into gear. Celebrity artist Pete Castro finally decided to pursue his dream of being an artist in his late 30s. Once he made that decision, he ignored self-doubt and criticism, and he's now world-renowned. You can listen to his story in episode 14. You need patience and consistency to reach a goal. And Randy Levinson did just that in order to retire by age 43 on a relatively modest income. She talks about her success story in episode seven. I have even more shows to help you in your personal journeys. I am happy to help or direct you to the help you need. You can contact me through my website, howtolife.com, or send an email to drlj at howtolife.com. You can also find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at laurajagget underscore howtolife. Oh, and if you would like a daily message of love and support, why don't you sign up for some mom motivation? I will remind you how great you really are. You can sign up for that by going to howtolife.com slash hugs. And by all means, please recommend the show to anyone who could benefit from this information. Share it, like it, and subscribe. Thank you for listening today. I hope this was helpful. And if so, please hit the five-star rating button before you go. Do you have a dream or a goal you want to reach? You can do this. I know you can. Start thinking about your why and don't worry about the how. Remember, no plan B. Believe in yourself. You got this.